welcome fellow confidence crusaders, neuro nerds, and success equalizers. This is your podcast, Real Confidence. I'm your host, Alyssa DeVere, and I'll be sharing a bit of basic brain science, some surprising social secrets, and a touch of tough love. Why? Because I believe that confidence is everyone's fundamental right and choice. So let's get to it. I've got a treat for you today. I'm so excited. I know this is going to be so good. We've got somebody really special for you on today's episode. My, I'm so honored to call her a friend. My friend, Alex LaMarche is here and she's going to tell you a lot about makeup artistry, hair artistry. She works with all kinds of people, celebs and others. And I had the privilege of meeting her as part of my It Cosmetics work as their spokesperson for Confidence at Work. And that's how we met. That's how we became friends. And she agreed to be here today to dish about what is going on when people are having their makeup put on, the confidence before, during, and after that experience and you're going to be ama- absolutely amazed at what she has to tell you about what it does or doesn't do for their confidence. But we are not going to dish about specific celebrities. We are not going to dish about anyone and put them down, except for the fact that, Alex, you have some stories, my friend, so maybe we can kind of get into it. Welcome to the pod today. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Hair and makeup artist and celebrity, non-celebrity. I'm just curious as hell. How did you get into this? What was the draw? And tell us a little bit of the backstory. Um, I kind of honestly fell into it. I was a model and I used to have to do my own hair and makeup um, for like test shoots and things. Um, And photographers would be like, oh, I like what you did. Can you help the next model coming in for the test shoot? And I'd say, okay, sure. And then I got asked enough that I put all of my makeup products and some brush cleaner into a little fishing tackle box um and I started bringing it with me to shoots and then photographers started saying like hey uh I have a shoot coming up this weekend do you want to come over and do the model's makeup for fun and I was like sure why not you know I was 21 I didn't care I was like I'm not doing anything and then when I quit modeling I was like I couldn't go to a nine-to-five job after being a freelancer for so many years um I was like oh my gosh what am I gonna do and I was like oh I have an entire portfolio full of other people's faces that I can use to get work until I figure out what I want to do with my life. And then at some point I had just worked with a celebrity, like an A-list celebrity, and I had gotten a magazine cover, like it was my first Vogue cover. And I was like, oh, I think this is what I'm doing. I think this is an actual job and this is my actual career. And that was, I started 20 years ago. Wow. So, well, you followed a thread. I mean, you clearly had a consciousness about it and you you said you did an A-lister. How did, like, how does that happen? Like, how did you make the connect? And then you had a whole bunch of other A-listers. So you get a reputation with your little tackle box. What what happened? (laughs) Essentially Um, everything I do. And I think probably for a lot of people, it's word of mouth. Um, the way I behave, the the way I treat people on set uh, makes people want to hire me again. Um, so I got my first celeb client because I worked with a photographer who was shooting her. Um, and he said, I need a, a, you know, her makeup artist bailed. Do you want to come in and do this? Um, I'll put you forward. He put me forward. 
her team approved me and I did the shoot and I was her personal makeup artist for a little while. Um, Celebrity is a little challenging sometimes. So it's not something I primarily focus on, but all of my work to this day has been word of mouth. And I've gotten work from people I've worked with once 10 years ago and they contact me out of the blue 10 years later and say, Hey, I have a job for you. Like I, I remember you, I want to work with you. And again, it's just, it's all word of mouth and making connections with people. Yeah. Well, yes, word of mouth, but word of mouth doesn't happen if people aren't confident literally Uh with the results. So you have a spectacular way about how you approach the work. And I'm, I'm going to ask you when you're, you know, what turned you on about this job? Like, what is it that you're bringing? Cause you clearly show up in a way that you're like, you want to be there. You make everybody else know that you're in it with them. What is it that makes it so good for you? Honestly, I really like, I like the fact that I work with a variety of people. Everything's new and, and fresh every day. Um, and I really like making people feel good about themselves. Um, me personally, it just, I get a lot out of it, even though I come home and at the end of the day and I'm a zombie, like I'm drained. But at the same time, when I get somebody in my chair and maybe they're having a bad morning or they're, you know, they're upset because they have to be on camera and they've got to sit and I make them feel beautiful and they get out of my chair and they go just kill it in front of the camera. Like to me, that is pretty, it's a pretty wonderful thing. And it's a whole lot of uh, collaborative teamwork, you know, and we're, and I'm always happy to jump in and pick up the slack whenever we need to, you know, like you just got to keep the machine rolling um, until the project's done. And I, I like the challenge and I like the diversity and, and I like meeting and working with all kinds of people. It gives you a lot of perspective in your personal life when you're meeting other people all the time and seeing other people's viewpoints. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a challenging role. And on some ways I, maybe you never realized this from my side of the camera, when you were there is you bring this sense of, I know what I'm doing. You knew what you were doing. Clearly professional, clearly had, you know, you knew exactly what needed to get done, but you weren't arrogant. You were very humble about it. And you kept telling, you kept pumping me up, right? You kept saying, you know, you look so great. Uh, Like it was this beautiful mix of, I got you covered and I'm your biggest fan. And that is, I I can only imagine the end of the day, you said you're spent. It's got to be a little bit exhausting. Oh, a hundred percent. But it's, it's like a a satisfying type of exhaustion. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I feel like when you meet somebody, the very first thing I look for in somebody is something positive because that's, that's the easiest way to find a common ground. And it's also my job. I look at it as my job to make the person in my chair feel their best and feel ready to get on camera and do their best because being in front of the camera can be really difficult, especially if a bunch of art directors picking you apart. Like you don't exist, like you're not a human being, but you are. And so I'm kind of, when a model or a talent gets in my chair, I, my role is I'm kind of your ride or die for that day mm-hmm. to just, kind of pump you up and get you through. And I do. And when I'm looking for the strong points in people, I also see the weak points, the points where they're trying to, you know, like maybe they're hunching forward and trying to cover themselves up because they're feeling bloated or they're pulling their hair in front of their face because they feel like they have, don't have a good profile or something, you know? So I always try to find those little things and the things that that bothers them and the things that they love about themselves 
to kind of highlight those things and cover up and kind of boost up the things that they don't like, or maybe try to get them to see the things they don't like about themselves in a new light. Mm. I love that. I love that. We, we all see things about ourselves that other people don't see. That's a beautiful, literally a beautiful way of looking at it. I think oftentimes we are not just our worst critics, we are false critics, right? There's things that are beautiful that we think are ugly. And yet it takes one person like Alex to say, you know, that's beautiful. And it changes the mindset, right? A hundred percent. And when you are under um, duress, essentially, because when you're getting in front of the camera, sometimes your anxiety amps up so much that it amplifies any insecurities you have and you need to have that person with you that's confident Mm -hmm. that's like you've got this like you are gorgeous like I don't care if you have this zit or I don't care if you you know you think that you have three chins you don't you you as a person deserve to be here or else they wouldn't have hired you to be here so that's kind of where I come in yeah no it's perfectly said and I I Hit on my own falsehood about this, but I think the most telegraphic or telegetic people are the ones who convey that confidence through the camera. It has nothing to do with the way they look. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. Like there's, I've worked with people who, as soon as they get in front of the camera, they're, they're just kind of like, you don't notice them twice at first. And then when they get in front of the camera, they give something of themselves that is just, you're just blown away, you mm. know? And, and whenever you do get in front of the camera, you do give something of yourself away. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, you can either make a yeah. choice to give it proactively or mm-hmm. right. So the title makeup artist of the stars or makeup artist to Alyssa for that matter, maybe sound very glamorous <laughs> to some people, but I watched you walk in with way too many suitcases for one human to carry. And I know that there's, <laughs> there's, there's a hard part of this job. So you're drained in a positive way at the end of the day, but tell me about some things that really do drain your energy, not in such a good way out of this work. What, like, what's hard? What makes it harder than you wish it were? Um, I work with a lot of different personalities. Um, it's always, sometimes it's hard because you you can't please everyone, you know? And sometimes it's hard to try and find a common ground with, with certain people. Um, and that can be especially draining for me, um, especially if I have somebody who's really negative on set or they don't really, they don't treat other people really, very well. Um, I find that is like a, extremely challenging for me because I kind of want to be like, yo, straighten up. You can't talk to people like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to find a very diplomatic way to be like, okay, maybe we can find another way yeah. to say that. <laughs> do you and people, sometimes- Do they ahead. respond when you do that? Do they listen? I have, uh, once I had a celebrity get in my chair and he was a jerk, like no mincing words about it. He was an absolute jerk. And I, I was, I just looked at him and I, cause I, in my head, I was like, okay, I don't want to do this for the rest of the day. So I just looked at him and I said, we get a choice right now. Are we going to continue like this for the rest of the day? Or are we going to start off on a new foot? And he looked at me. And he was just silent. And this could have gone either way. But you you have to kind of be able to walk away from things sometimes. And this guy was like very intensely not something I wanted to deal with. Um, And he was like, wow, I'm being a jerk right now. And I said, a little bit, yeah. (laughs) And he was like, 
you know what? I had a really bad morning and I'm taking it out on you and I'm really sorry. Let's start this over. So, you know, and, and most of the time I try a little bit harder to be like sugarcoat it a little bit more for people. But I knew in that instance that I just needed to be direct with him um, and that he, I figured he would with his personality that he would appreciate that. And it, and it helped. And we had a wonderful it was like seriously one of my best shoots I've ever done. Um, and it was because I had to say like, hey, you can't treat people like this. And it kind of snapped him out of like, oh, wow, you're right. I'm being a jerk. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of morals in that story. One being that uh, oftentimes people's assholeness is not <laughs> because you did something. It's just you're the receptacle of it, right? Like, oh, 100%. They're dumping, 100%. But at the same time, you know, you standing up for what was important to you made you made you feel better and your confidence could then subsequently come through your work in a better way, probably too. Yeah. And he wouldn't have, it, if we had continued, if I had just kept my voice down and we continued forward, we wouldn't have gotten really great images. The shoot wouldn't have gone into overtime because everybody was so happy with everything. Mm. We would have gotten the bare minimum out of him and then he would have left and he wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been a good cover. It would, he wouldn't have gotten good photos. We all would have worked our butts off for no reason, but because I pushed him a little bit. Um, and then the rest of the day, I was just like his hype man. We had, it was like one, it's still one of my favorite photo shoots. It's still one of my favorite covers. Um, and he's still one of my favorite people. He just had a bad morning. And we all have bad mornings. We all have bad moments. And that's why I say you always have to find something that you like about somebody because then you can find a common ground. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know we're not going to dish on specifics. And for those of you listening, trust me, she has some of the most incredible uh, portfolio examples of any human being. It's It's incredible. So we're not going to throw anyone under the bus, but I'd like to understand celebrities anyone that you're doing makeup so I think there's an expectation that maybe you can cover up or, or make them feel confident from something you put on their face and I'd love you to comment if that's true and what happens when they realize that nothing you know it's it's that's not going to fix the, what the camera sees do they act crazy um sometimes they do yeah I mean there's there's ones where you try to get them to see that to feel confident and it's not working like no matter I give people a lot of confidence just with my own confidence um and sometimes that helps and sometimes it doesn't help at all sometimes they're the the neuroses and the the anxiety they will see something that's not there they'll be like there is a red polka dot on the end of my nose and I need you to cover it up and I have literally gone in and it's it's just the I literally would just go in with a clean brush with nothing on it and tap the end of their nose and say, see, you look great and walk away. And they'll be like, see, see how much better I look. And I will literally have put nothing on their face. And I just did this like three days ago, literally nothing on their face. Oh, and that would, and it's just like their anxiety speaking, it's not them. And then as soon as the photo shoot's over, they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. Yeah. Now, looking at their pictures or looking at the b-roll kind of thing or not the b-roll but the literally at the camera like sometimes the the crew there is like why don't you take a look i'm like no 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 no, right like i'm sure i'm not the only one why is that why are we so i mean it's a big question alex forgive me but like all made up we've got the glam squad around us we should feel king of the queen of the throne 
And yet we still don't want to see with the way we look. Is that common too? It's a hundred percent common. Some people love it. Some people are like, Oh, this is my moment. Look at me. I've got all this makeup on. I have literally had people go, I don't even look like myself right now. It's great. And I'm like, is that a great thing though? Like, I want you to look like yourself. And I, I think it's, it's like holding up a mirror to ourselves, but with a whole bunch of people looking at you. And that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. You're not just looking at yourself on the camera, which is like a mirror when you're looking at that monitor. You have a whole bunch of people there looking at it, but there's also people picking it apart. Like, oh, she has this hair here, or oh, can we move this over? Or we don't like the way this blouse fits her. Or we don't, that color, you'll hear somebody say like, oh, that color makes her look kind of washed out. And then the talent's looking in the monitor going like, am I washed out? Is there something wrong with me? Am I like, do I look sick? You know, but it's really, it's just people looking at the technicalities of it. And I think that it's really normal to not want to see yourself on camera. I wouldn't want to see myself on camera either. <laughs> it's hard. I just had some new headshots again done. And, it, you know, they come on the screen and I'm like kind of blindsiding it, like looking through yeah. the slits of my eyes. I'm like, I really don't want to see them. And I'm like, that's what I look like. That's who I am. Like, what's the problem? But you know what? If we're like, that's, that's a human condition, I think. Let's just call it. It is. That. And it doesn't feel like you when you're looking at it. It really doesn't. Well, I don't know. You know, I think there's a fantasy maybe in my head. I can't speak for other people that I'm like a lot younger, a lot thinner, a lot younger, a lot prettier, a lot this, a lot that. And then you see and you're like, oh. And then at the same time, there'll be pictures that I'm like, oh, look how good I look in that, right? Like I'm surprised. Yeah. yeah. What is that, right? So here's the confidence check here. You're, you're a confident individual. You work with all these people who are like literally oozing confidence on camera all the time. And they're still having a hard time seeing themselves. Yep. All right. We all feel better. So, <laughs> it's so I want to do the following. If you'll allow me, I'm going to take a quick break, but I want to queue up some of your best tips. Like what are the things that people, you tell people that people should remember in terms of, all right, I'm going to get made up. I'm going to go on camera or I'm working into a, a, a meeting or I'm going to a family reunion or a school reunion, whatever it might be. They are putting on their stuff. We're not going to talk about makeup tips per se, but the things that you use to make people feel confident in the chair when you are making them up, you have some gems. So would you mind sharing those with the audience when we come back from the break? I would love to. Awesome. We'll be right back. This podcast was sponsored by It Cosmetics, a makeup and skincare company committed to helping all women be their confident best. It Cosmetics campaign, Confidence at Work, provides free brain science-based resources, including educational articles and videos developed together with the American Confidence Institute. It Cosmetics also partners with Kiva, an international nonprofit that directly empowers underserved female entrepreneurs. Please learn more at itcosmetics.com forward slash confidence at work. We're back and I'm with my girl, Alex Lamarge. Thank you for being here again. I'm so grateful. And, you, you know, I'm trying to remember the nuggets. You gave me so many when we were sitting together in New York. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here because as talented and incredible as you are with the makeup brush, you have a gift of being a confidence coach or however you want to term it in a way like I've never met. So. 
somebody's sitting in your chair, maybe they're not feeling terribly secure at that moment. What are the kinds of things that you tell them typically to make them feel not just camera ready, but confident, strong? That's a kind of a tough question. It kind of works based on person to person. Um, I, I feel like people need to be heard. And so, and, and I try to make the makeup area a safe zone. So no matter what is going on on the shoot, they always know they can come to my area and that's a safe place for them. So that's step number one is, is making sure that you have a, a place where you feel safe to just be you. Um, the second thing is finding that moment to just breathe. Like you really do have to just breathe through things sometimes. And sometimes you just need to have somebody distract you a little bit with some conversation. Somebody like, I like to get to know people when I can see that they're getting anxious. I mean, I like to get to know people anyway, but when I see people getting really anxious, um, I will try to ask them questions completely unrelated to the set and find out what their interests are to kind of guide them away from the anxiety so they can focus on something that they like and not just like, oh, do you like sunsets? Oh, do you like books? What books do you like? What book did you read recently that you're really into? So that they can focus on something that they that brings them joy. Because as adults, we need to find those moments of joy, right? And those moments of joy keep us, give us peace and they give us confidence. So that's what I, I try to remind people to just take them away from the anxiety, find ways to step away from the anxiety and find a moment for yourself that's like safe a safe place, even if it's with a person, even if you have to video chat one of your friends because you're about to go into some sort of meeting or something, just to, to, to be like, hey, I'm nervous. Let's talk about something normal for a minute. So that's kind of my base grant, base starting point with people. When I'm trying to get so they may be makeup related in, in, in your profession, but there's certainly great management or even parenting tips for that matter giving people psychological safety, letting them feel good about the things that are, that bring them joy, that make them feel confident. Those are beautiful. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if somebody has something like they really get happy when they put on a red lip I'm, and if I can, if the client's going to let me, I'll put a red lip on them. You know, I'm going to find the thing that those little things, it's the little things that when they look on the monitor and they're like, Oh, Hey, I look good because I have that red lip or like, oh, I like it when my hair's flipped this way instead of that way it makes me feel better. Finding those little things that make you feel better is a huge step in everyday confidence. I love it. Uh, you know, this, it's too bad this isn't a three hour pod because I could talk to you for at least that long. But, <laughs> you know, I also I'm going to throw a real uh, side bone at you here because I didn't prep you on this one. And my audience who's listening probably is like, wait a minute, you talk about makeup the whole time. Yeah. So, one tip, one thing that you feel is it a red lip or something else that gives um, female identifying individuals some kind of confident boost, because if Alex said and they do it, they actually may feel confident, even if they don't do it today. And then we'll do one tip also for men, because you do a lot of men's makeup as well. Yeah, tons of men's grooming. So what's um, the one thing that a um, female identifying individual can do? Find the one product that you love. It's either going to be like a blush, a mascara, or a lipstick. And always keep it with you. 
for me, I always need to put mascara on. If I put mascara on, I feel like I'm better. I have friends that they put on their red lipstick and they are a completely different person. You have to find that one thing that, that your, your desert Island item. Yeah. And I think it's like one of the staples It's going to be like mascara. It's going to be um, blush or it's going to be a lipstick. And if you pick lipstick, you can use it as a blush sometimes too. So then you have two in one. There you go. Two in one. I love two in one. But it doesn't matter what brand, what color, whatever. It's just the one thing that you, it's your go-to and it's like a, it's that lucky charm. Yep. Okay. It does it every time. Beautiful. What about male identifying individuals? Is there one thing that you find that gives confidence to them? Because they're not going to pull out a red lip. No, but they, they do like to look like they rested well. So I have uh, like a, a caffeine under eye serum that I put on because I don't like to put a lot of makeup on guys and it brightens up their under eyes and it de-puffs them. And every time I put it on them, they go out and buy it because they're always like, oh, yes, I look like I slept really well. I've even had guys be like, what concealer should I buy? Because I look feel like I look tired all the time. So that's like a, a, a running theme with men that I've noticed is they don't want to look tired. I love that. I love that. Right? And you gave me the equal thing because I walked in, you're like, oh, you need, you know, deep puffer. I said, I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it works for everybody, but needless to say, um, men out there, it's a great tip. It's a great tip. Lots of ways to do it. So Alex, I know people are going to want to reach you because you only gave like a tip of the iceberg, literally. Um, what's the best way to find you? Um, probably on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Alex Lamarsh, A-L-E-X-L-A-M-A-R-S-H. And I'm always happy to answer questions when people reach out because I do get a lot of them on Instagram. Great. All right. We're going to certainly put information on show notes about you and how to reach you as well. But uh, for those of you who are listening, trust me, she is worth looking up. She's got a great portfolio and it's fun to, I, sometimes I just go there and it's just art. It's awesome. So needless to say, Alex, grateful for today for sure, but just grateful in general that our paths crossed and stayed me. in parallel. I am, I, I, it just means so much to me. So thank you so much for today. Thank you for your friendship and for your wisdom on all levels and for making me not just look beautiful, but feel beautiful. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. This was an absolute wonderful experience. Before we totally wrap up, I want to let you know that full transcripts and show notes for this and other Real Confidence episodes can be found on www.americanconfidenceinstitute.com forward slash podcast. I also want to remind you once again that the best way to get confidence is to give it to others. And you can do it just by liking and sharing this episode on your preferred podcast and social media channels. You can even give me some confidence by noting topics you'd like me to consider for the future. So for now, this is Alyssa DeVere. Thank you for helping to bring more confidence to the world. Master editing done by Ben Weinstein with original music performed and composed by Jeff Mitchell. Real Confidence is a production of American Confidence Institute. All rights reserved.